So the question is, what is the normal value for pulmonary vascular resistance? And then to outline physiological factors influencing PVR. The structure will be to give a definition of PVR, followed by the normal value and how to derive that normal value, followed by a short bit of background about pulmonary vascular resistance, and then the factors affecting PVR, which are broken down into passive changes and active changes. So to start with, PVR is the resistance of the vasculature in the pulmonary circulation. A normal value for PVR is 1 to 2 millimetres of mercury per litre per minute, also known as wood units. Um, a secondary unit is 100 dynes per second per centimetre to the power of 5. The derivation for this is the fact that resistance is equal to change in pressure over flow. Therefore, pulmonary vascular resistance is the pressure difference between the pulmonary artery um, and the pulmonary vein divided by flow, which is cardiac output. So the pressure in the pulmonary artery is measured at the uh, from right ventricular pressure. Pulmonary vein is at left atrial pressure and then the cardiac output on the bottom. So the, the equation ends up looking like RVP, right ventricular pressure, minus LAP, left atrial pressure, all over cardiac output is equal to, so 15 millimetres of mercury for RVP, 5 millimetres of mercury for LAP, and cardiac output 5 litres per minute. So you get 15 minus 5 on the top, 5 on the bottom, and then that equals 2 millimetres of mercury per litre per minute. Um, the next step is to talk about a little bit of background about pulmonary vascular resistance. So the, the reason that the vasculature is of such low resistance, so 2 um, millimetres of mercury per litre per minute for PVR versus 20 for SVR, is because number one, the pulmonary vasculature is very distensible, and number two, the pulmonary vasculature lacks those high resistance muscular arterioles found in the systemic circulation. The way that then we measure pulmonary vascular resistance is using the um, using the equation that we used earlier, um, but we would do so with a pulmonary artery catheter. So you would get the mean pulmonary artery pressure, the mean pulmonary capillary wedge pressure, um, and then divide that by the cardiac output. So it ends up being that PVR is equal to mean PAP minus pulmonary capillary wedge pressure, all multiplied by 80 over cardiac output. I haven't gone into why that is multiplied by 80 yet. Then there are factors that affect PVR, um, and these are all through the Hagen-Pousse equation, which is that resistance is equal to 8 times viscosity times length all over pi times r to the 4. Um, so going through one by one, viscosity will be will affect pulmonary vascular resistance. So the more viscous a solution, for example, a low uh, sorry a high hematocrit. Um, will cause there to be more pulmonary vascular resistance. Um, if there's a higher length of the vessels, but that's not alterable, so we leave that one out. Um, and then radius is the major determinant. Um, and radius is broken down into both passive changes and active changes. The passive changes for radius are, first of all, pulmonary vascular pressure. So um, the change in pressure in the pulmonary artery or the pulmonary vein will then cause um, will then cause recruitment of further pulmonary capillaries, uh, which occurs at low pulmonary artery pressures. So you have vessels that are initially closed, then as pulmonary pressure, uh, pulmonary vascular pressure increases, more small capillary vessels are recruited, and therefore they take the load of that increased pressure, um, and then prevent any further increase in pulmonary vascular resistance. Um, and then at higher pressures, uh, the pulmonary vessels, they initially start quite flat and elliptoid, um, and then they are very distensible, so they move into a more circular pattern at high pulmonary artery pressures.
So that's for the um, that's for the vascular pressure. The next pressure is going to be about lung volume. So a passive change in radius due to lung volumes. So at low lung volumes, you get an increase in PVR because of narrowing of the extra alveolar vessels. And then at high lung volumes, you get a significant increase in PVR, even more than at low volumes, for two reasons. First of all, you get a decrease in alveolar vessel caliber, secondary to alveolar wall stretch and thinning. Um, and secondly, the pulmonary, uh, sorry, the uh, alveolar pressure exceeds the uh, pulmonary capillary pressure, which results in a collapse of alveolar vessels. Um, and then this is where you see the graph of pulmonary vascular resistance versus FRC. Um, at residual volume, it's significantly higher. Uh, so you get higher pulmonary vascular resistance at residual volume, and you also get even higher pulmonary vascular resistance at total lung capacity with a dip in the middle, which is at FRC. This demonstrates the fact that pulmonary vascular resistance is lowest at functional residual capacity. So we've just gone over the passive changes, which include pulmonary vascular pressures and lung volumes. Um, and then we'll now do the active changes. So the first active change is with respect to the partial pressure of alveolar oxygen as a result of hypoxic pulmonary vasoconstriction. So hypoxic pulmonary vasoconstriction occurs in order to shunt blood away from hypoxic lung and then improve VQ matching. Um, it's a, um, it's a response to decreased partial pressures of oxygen at the alveolus, which is 60% of the response, and then the veins, which is 40% of the response. So the uh, mechanism is largely unknown, but it's proposed to be secondary to uh, smooth muscle contraction in the pulmonary arterioles, secondary to um, vascular smooth muscle channel function change, um, which is potentially from hypoxic sensitive potassium channels. Um, what is known is that the uh, perialveolar vascular smooth muscle will release endothelin and will also release nitric oxide, which occurs in response to inhibition of nitric oxide synthase, um, in order to uh, in order to change the permeability of vascular smooth muscle channels. Um, you get potassium channel opening, which allows then for intracellular calcium to to increase later down the track. That results in vasoconstriction and then decrease in vessel radius, which will ultimately increase PVR. The response is non-linear um, with respect to the alveolar partial pressure of oxygen. So you get a minimal response over 100 millimeters of mercury of alveolar oxygen, um, and then you get a much more profound response um, less than that um, as you as you move down in alveolar oxygen partial pressure. So that's the first active change. So it's uh, alveolar partial pressure of oxygen. The next um, changes are, are quite brief. So there's the blood pH and um, arterial CO2, which cause vasoconstriction and therefore increase PVR. Then there's autonomic nervous system. So sympathetic nervous system, first of all, you get um, with alpha receptor activation, vasoconstriction and increased PVR. With beta receptor activation, vasodilation and decreased PVR. And then in the parasympathetic nervous system, vagus activation of uh, muscarinic acetylcholine receptors will cause vasodilation and decrease PVR. The final dot point is about vasoactive factors and drugs, which include, um, so first of all, the vasoactive factors are serotonin, histamine, prostaglandin, and other inotropes. Um, they will cause vasoconstriction and increase PVR. And then the drugs are nitric oxide, milrinone, sildenafil, which will cause vasodilation and decrease PVR. So in summary, what we went over was 
so the question, remember, was to uh, outline the physiological factors influencing PVR and also give a normal value for PVR. We went through a definition, we went through the normal value, which is one to two millimeters of mercury per liter per minute, also known as a wood unit. Um, then we went into the measurement of PVR, which is via pulmonary artery catheter. Then the factors affecting PVR in accordance with the hagen pusso equation, um, which are viscosity, length, and radius, radius being the main one. Um, and then radius is broken down into passive and active changes. The passive changes include pulmonary vascular pressure and lung volumes. The active changes include P alveolar O2, which is hypoxic pulmonary vasoconstriction. Um, and then after that, there's other changes like blood pH, CO2, autonomic nervous system, and other vasoactive factors.